Hello, everyone. This is Isaac Petrie. Welcome to the podcast. Be ready to be encouraged and enlightened as we discuss spiritual solutions for everyday life. Well, praise the Lord. Everybody, how are y'all doing? Come on in here. Speak to me. I'm about to bring my guest on in just a moment. But I want to tell y'all, especially if you members of Christ Nation's Church, share, 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 share. Don't come on this page and not speak to me. Give me some love, some likes. My guest is going to bless your life. And I'm going to bring him on in just a minute. But I want you to start sharing this video. There is a shift happening. I know you feel it. It is a shift into the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. It's coming. And so share this video right when you come on. I promise you, you're going to don't wait till the end. Do it now so the people can start to catch it and get on this before this man of God comes. And this is going to be life changing for you. He said something just on the phone with me the other day and and it has stuck with me. I told it to our church and he's going to get it to you, but I'm going to give you two minutes. Share it. Come on. I'm going to throw some people on speaking to me. Hey, Sonia. I love Christ Nation's church people. Hey, Donald, man of God. <laughs> hey, Leo, all these preachers out here. Hey, Rose. Hey, Marietta. Don't y'all go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. You're going to want this word from this man. Um, hey, Wonder Joy. How y'all doing? Good to see y'all. Hey, Gloria, appreciate you. Make sure you share this. Hey, Kev, Kev, I'll be contacting you here in a few, um, not not a few minutes, but sometime here in the next 48 hours, I'm pretty sure. Hey, Jenna Lease, Minnie, are y'all sharing this? Because when I go back, if y'all ain't sharing this, I'm going to start openly rebuking. Listen, <laughs> I met this young man. Let me speak to just a couple of more people. Um, hey, um, Emmeline, is that how you pronounce that, Emmeline? Hey, um, Barbara. Hey, Roshana. I'm getting all y'all on here. The first people who get in here in the first minute get to get spoken to. Hey, Rose, look at that. Look at Candace putting everybody's picture up because I want you to know I see you. Hey, Barbara, bless y'all. Listen, I met this man of God um, a couple of years ago. Maybe it could be a little longer than that. Duma Alphonse. He pastors, he's the founder of the Crown Church in Orlando, Florida. The moment I met this young man, I knew I needed to be connected to him. Thank you, Pastor Vaughn Robinson, for the hookup to this amazing mind. So many amazing young men and women of God. You know, I'm getting a little gray, so I'm starting to call people young. I'm still young. I'm not going to give away my this young men. I'm a young man of God. Us young men of God. <laughs> there are so many amazing of us around the planet. <laughs> and but this man of God began to talk about the kingdom with such clarity and concept. I don't want to waste time because we normally do these about 45 minutes. I want to get him on. You stay tuned, share this, start typing people's name in the comments, interact with this, okay? Because this is a conversation for kingdom people. But come on, Duma, I got to get you in here. Welcome, everybody. Duma, Alphonse, I want you to give him some love, hearts and likes. 
letting know you appreciate him. Young man, we are all young. I don't know if you heard that. I can't be calling you no young man. I'm young too. We all young, but man, right. the grasp of the word. Talk just a little bit about Crown Church and we're going to dive right on into the kingdom because I want to take advantage of your time. Crown Church is um, it's Crown Church Orlando. We are um, in South Orlando and we are about three going on four years old. Um, baby still in the fair yeah. growing, but um, our mission is uh, transforming followers into leaders. Um, and so we're so excited because we realize that that potential resides on the inside of all of us. But the problem is, it's buried deep under failure, buried deep under mm. um, what what people may have said. And coming in contact with the word of God, I realized we have a contradiction. What I was thinking and what he was saying were two different things. And so our, our, our church. Wait a minute, Duba, you ain't even, <laughs> you, you ain't even teaching yet. <laughs> You're messing with me on the introduction. What did you just say? Uh, what the, the, there what? Was a contradiction, what I was thinking and what God was saying were two different things. Mm. And I realized that there's a lot of people like that, that what God says about them and what they're saying about themselves were two different things. And so my wife and I, we, we embarked on this journey of, of, of reminding followers that, Hey, you're really a leader. You're really a king. Let me show you where it says that. So that's been a fun journey so far. It's been uh, since 2017. It's been great. Wow. I'm still stuck on that statement. Um, there's a contradiction about what God is saying and what I'm thinking about myself. Yeah. And I got to get that cleared up because I'm a king. That's right. That's right. That's right. Hey, matter of fact, you're um, from our conversation. We talked about how. Um, and we share this with our church that in reality, their their royalty that was kidnapped mm. and and as a result, they were raised and we were raised conditioned to think as a slave. But in the in the whole time, we're really royalty, but we don't know that. And so thank God that Jesus rescued us back and gave us the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit is there to lead us and teach and guide us into all truth. What truth? The fact that you are a king, the fact mm. that you are royalty, the fact that Duma, Duma, <laughs> wait a minute. We were royalty kidnapped. Mm-hmm. That's what Satan did yep. in Adam. Yep. Is he kidnapped royalty? That's right. My God held it hostage, stole who we were. That's right. And Jesus came to release us from captivity. That's right. That's right. And now we're struggling because we spent so much time in captivity. We can't transition back to royalty. That's right. That's right. Duma. Wow. It's, it's um, we don't get as much as we can in. Uh, we we going to get as much as we can in. So. <laughs> OK, yeah, the kingdom, the kingdom. Talk to me. Somebody right down there kidnap royalty. I'm telling you <laughs> that phrase. He going to hear that preach. I'm going to take that to the world. <laughs> oh, my God. We were royalty kidnapped. That's right. And part of it is we, st- we struggle from Stockholm. You know, Stockholm is when someone is 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 you grow an attachment to your captor. You see, mm. where even even with the door, mm. 
even with the bars open, you won't leave. And so for us, we've been we've been bound enslaved to sin for so long and have this slave mindset that even when the truth is revealed that you are king, we're trying to turn what God has put the new land. We're trying to turn the promised land back to Egypt. We're trying to turn the, the, the favor, the grace. We're trying to turn the new thing back into the old thing. And so. A lot of our time is really trying to remind people of what God really said so they can walk in it. Duma. Okay. The, the kingdom. Talk to me about the kingdom. What is the kingdom and what shift do you see coming? And then segue into the difference between the church and the kingdom. And so just, just take it. So, Simply put, the kingdom is God's country. Um, we've we <laughs> wait. <laughs> so, oh my God, I've never heard that definition concerning the kingdom. Somebody write in the comment, God's country, the kingdom. I've never defined it like that. The kingdom of heaven is God's country that's right that's unpack right. that duma and i'm sorry i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm 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 try to quit butting in but it's like in church you know when you hear that word it hits your spirit you just start talking back to the preacher <laughs> so what god's country god's country and that's the best way i understood it so i am a product i wasn't born here i was born in haiti but at the same time where i'm from was colonized by the french you see what i'm saying so I'm from one land colonized by another and was eventually naturalized into another. So there's three countries at play here. So, mm. so the kingdom understanding it came really simple for me because I understood the process of having to leave one country and enter another country with its own language own values, with its own laws, with, with its own lifestyle, with its own army, with its own economy. Are y'all getting this? Are, are, are y'all getting this? Yeah. Okay, Duma, I'm sorry once again. No, you're fine. You were a part of three countries, That's so right. you understand what it's like again to what? To come into a different country. Because for me, one of the questions that I've been certain, and I think a lot of people wrestle with this question here as far as where am I from? And so when you study and you go back in history, the, even the language of French was something that we had to pick up from the island of Haiti. And the interesting thing about it is where Haiti is or the, or the island of Hispaniola, there's two countries on one rock. So you have on one side, you have Haiti that was colonized by the French and you have Dominican Republic that was colonized by the Spaniards. So you have two different countries operating in. So when, when God says you're in this world, but not of this. world, Oh, yes, God. It makes perfect sense for me because you can be in one place but speak two two different languages. So so um, so that's been simply put definition. Kingdom is. God's country for anyone that's trying to figure it out is God's country. It's a separate place 
that has its own everything. And that is what, when we talk about God's kingdom, it's that influence operating on this rock here called earth. Mm, My God. And you got almost two countries competing for the same rock. (laughs) And we want the kingdom. So you talked about how you understand before I butted in again, rudely, (laughs) how you've got you you understand how to function a different country that has its own language. You you said about five things there. Can you put those things? Can you remember what you said? Yes. Um, all right. We'll just go here. So the process of entering into America required my parents to go to the embassy. And so there was a representation in Haiti of the other country called the embassy, right? And so it was through the embassy that we had to gain the right paperwork and the right access into America. But at the same time, it was the embassy's responsibility to prepare us for life in the new country. So at this, so, so we, we understood that our currency was different. So coming in from our economy was different. So coming from Haiti into America required an entire shift. We had to literally start over and learn everything over. My God. We came into this country, but had to learn the language of the country, had to learn the laws of the country. Because if we kept operating with our old laws and our old language, in our old mindset, in our old concept, we would be at a disadvantage in the new country. And what happens is a lot of people try to come into God's country, but still want to keep their old language, wow, old laws, their old economics. And it doesn't work because everything in, the, in God's country functions completely different to what we were coming out of. Wow. And so what we what we have not understood is that change. That's right. That we have not functioned underneath the laws of a new country. That's right. And and what we were called to. And that's the kingdom. That's right. So talk to me about the difference between the kingdom and the church, because, oh, this is so good. Somebody type down there. This is good. This is good. Because we are talking about them. There has to be a total shift if we are called to the kingdom. That's right. And thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Then then what we've been using church for. Then what we've been doing, getting together and worshiping and all, all those things are good. But right. talk to me about the difference between those two and how they relate and how we are supposed to be functioning between those two. Oh, I'm glad you asked that. Um, so when we talk about the kingdom, a lot of times people assume what is what is being said or spoken in church is the kingdom. Those are components of the kingdom. Yeah. Like, for example, if I were to walk into the gym and you're shooting, you're shooting basketballs and I ask you, what are you doing? And you say, I'm playing basketball. No, you're not playing basketball. You're shooting the basketball. Mm. 
Just because you're dribbling the ball doesn't mean you're actually playing basketball. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. It's not until you put it all together where there's offense, defense, a ref, we got score. Now you're, now you're playing basketball. So a lot of times in church, we're, we're, we're discussing components of the kingdom, but never get into. So you could be in the court and you shoot baskets all day, but you've never played basketball. And that's happening. That's what's happening in the church. And so to make it simple, I realized that there has to be an alignment that happens with us. We have to align back to the right message. We have to align back to the right mindset. And we have to align back to the right mandate. Okay, hold, hold on. Just uh, the right, the right, message. the right message. Very the right mindset. Right mind. The right mandate. Right mandate. Don't write that in the comments. We got to go back. Yes. To the right message, the right mindset. And the right and the right mandate. Unpack that just a little bit more. Y'all write those down. I want everybody who sees this to see that in the comments so they can follow him. What is the right message? Oh, the right message will set the stage for the right mindset. Yes. And when we have the right mindset, it'll set the stage for the right mandate. Mm. Okay. So Jesus gave them a commission, the great commission, you might as well call it the great mandate because yeah. that's, what, that's what commission means. But they were their mindsets was prepared because he came with the right message. Hmm. So the message is, all right, let me unpack the message for a second because we had a conversation before the last time and I, I, don't, I, I didn't do it as much justice, you know, and I want to make sure I get it this time so that there's understanding. OK, we talked about how God is very intentional. God is very particular. He's very precise. He's very meticulous. Mm -hmm. When we study creation, I mean, there's things created that. We don't even see it with our eyes, but he created it for a purpose. That is that is very he's very precise, very wow. particular. Right. And so when we study astrology from the standpoint of the stars and the position of the earth and how one degree in one direction too close to the sun will all burn up one degree away from the sun will all freeze up. So he placed us at the right spot inside the Milky Way. So when we see that, we see the intentionality. Evolution, once already disproven, Darwin's theory already disproven. So now it gave way for people to say, you know what? There is this intelligent design. Yeah. Like when you see, like I have two sons. Anyone that has ever been in a delivery room, there is a God. There a human pops out of another human. <laughs> there's a God. I'm going to say that. And, and interesting enough, my children weren't born with extra skin. Their skin just grows with them. They weren't, they weren't born. 
the room. <laughs> There's a guy. <laughs> we took him to the dentist and we saw the x-ray. We saw the next set of teeth behind the baby teeth in the x-ray. There is a God. There is a God. There is a God. <laughs> and I say that to say this because all throughout, we see how intricate he is from the tabernacle. Yeah. Make it this long. And you preached about the pattern, built according to the pattern. Yeah. So he talks about the, 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 the pattern. We, we, we see how... In, he tells Isaiah 800 years ahead, I'm coming. Like, I'm coming. Like, he, the, the, the virgin, I see a, a virgin with the Emmanuel, right? And then he says, the government will be on his shoulder. Wonderful counselor, mighty God. And so we fast forward and we see the life of Jesus. And Jesus's entire life, the Bible always says, so that it may be fulfilled. So that scripture, like everything that he does, so that it may be fulfilled. So he goes through those years of ministry. He does those miracles. He, 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 he dies a sinner's death. He, 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 he raised from the dead. He conquers death, hell, and the grave. He ascends. And then just leaves us up to ourselves to say whatever we want after that. Wow. No, sir. So so God can't be that meticulous and leave the most important message up to interpretation. Just say whatever you want to say this Sunday. Oh, man. Whatever you want to say. Oh, my God. Preachers, are you listening? So we have the right message. Woo! Because everyone is searching and unfortunately the most dangerous product of that search is religion. And that's what has happened. Religion is not the destination. Religion is a stop that people are using because deep down within everyone's spirit, we're looking for a better world. We're looking for a way to change our circumstances. We're looking for the power that we lost. We're only using religion in order to get that power. This is why people try different because they're searching and it is our responsibility as the church, the ecclesia, the governing council, the embassy of heaven to Mm. properly help them find what they're really looking for. It's all in God's country. It's all in God's country. And that's the message. The message is God coming back to recolonize earth. That was the original Genesis 126. Let's make man in our own image, in our own likeness, and let him have not religion, not church, but dominion. Let him have dominion. Let him have rulership. And that's the thing that everyone thirsts. That's why people hate going to work tomorrow. Because because somewhere in there they know that I'm supposed to be reigning and ruling over yes, something. Or ruling over me. This check doesn't this this check does not equate to who I really am. Deep in the spirit of everyone, they feel that. And so the white message is saying, what you're feeling is right. What you're feeling is right. Now let's let's talk about that message. It's not a religious message. It's 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 a governmental message because that's what we lost. We didn't lose a religion. We lost a kingdom. Mm. So now the right mindset, the right mindset starts with is is identifying 
who we really are. But in order to do that, repentance has to take place. This is why Jesus shows up. The message he shows up is when he said, he says, he says, repent. Oh, somebody type repent. Listen, if you just don't know nothing, share this video. Share it, share it, share it. Don't be on here and not share this video. We only got about 15 more minutes. But but if you just joined us, you're going to want to go back and catch this. Everybody write in the comment section, repent. Repent, repent, repent. Okay, pick up right there, Duma. Jesus comes on the scene. So Jesus comes on the scene and... Once again, to prove my point that the message is the kingdom, the Bible talk, we talked about it in Luke 16, where it says, it says uh, the law and the prophets were mm-hmm. preached up until John. But since John, the kingdom has been preached. And yeah. then when, when John shows up, John is preaching, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. When Jesus is to be baptized at that time, baptism was an initiation. So you identified the school of thought that you wanted to roll with by way of baptism. So if you wanted to roll with the Pharisees, you want to roll with the Sadducees, you will get baptized in their school. That it was an initiation under yes. the school of yes, thought. Yes, sir. Oh, so my God. He, the Bible says he looked for John. And he and John's like, listen, no, nah, I can't be. I, I, I can't. He said, no, permit it. Let it happen. I identify with your message because your message is really my message. You see what I'm saying? And after he got baptized, he continued in the same manner. After he came out the temptation, he began to preach, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Then he told his disciples, as you go preach, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In Luke 4.43, they try to keep him in one place. And he says, no, 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 there's other cities and towns. I got to go to because this is the purpose that I was sent to preach the kingdom. God's country is here. God's country. That's the good news. The good news, the gospel, which means good news. You can't have the gospel of the good news. That's saying the good news of the good news. It has to be attached to something. Like for example, the good news. Yes, sir. You can't say the gospel is good news because the gospel means good news. And to exactly. say the gospel is good news is to say good news is good news. Right. <laughs> what is the good news is the point. So many times people say, I just want to preach the good news of the gospel. Oh man, preachers, are you catching this? My God. Okay, continue with the mindset, Doom. I'm oh, sorry. Oh. The, the good news. What is the good news? There's so much. All right, for, all right. The reason. All right. Question. Have you ever wondered why Jesus came when he came? Because up until that time, why not? Why not? Why not the Syrians? Why not the Babylonians? Why not? Why not uh, Nebuchadnezzar's time or Xerxes or Darius? Why did Jesus come? Why was he born? The Bible says uh, in the fullness of time, God sent his son. So in, when it's, another way to interpret that, it, when all of the conditions were right, <laughs> God showed up. Right? Wait a minute, Duma, because now you got me want to take just a moment and shout for everybody that is watching this feed because you've been wondering why it hadn't happened for you. 
You've been knowing what you've been called to do, what you were born to do. You've had the vision, the dream, and it hadn't happened. And you've been wondering, Lord, what is taking so long? I know that I'm supposed to be doing this or that or manifesting this or that. And the answer is, it is not the fullness of time. The conditions are not all meant for you to manifest yet. My God, Duma, I'm sorry, that was totally off. Yeah, that's right. What she was talking about, but that thing, God is setting up the conditions for you, right. for your arrival. That's Do right. you believe that? He is setting it up, and when the conditions are met, God is about to release you into destiny. Okay, now go back. You can't do this to me, Duma. I'm sorry. <laughs> so now go back. He sends Jesus in the fullness of time because all the conditions were met. Because when you study history, every empire, every kingdom conquered, ravaged the land, took the people, and left. Left the land desolate. They either killed off the men, took the women. Every civilization that conquered had that prototype. They came in, they conquered, they left, they took everything. Until the Romans. Until the Romans. Wow. The Romans came, conquered, but did not take you out of the land. Instead, they sent their culture to you. They sent a governing body. This is why the ecclesia is so important. It's a ruling council that has the culture, that has the values, that ha- that knows, and they impact that culture until it becomes Rome. Mm, mm, mm. So when, when Rome began that process, it was not a new thing. Rome tapped into a prototype that was existed in Genesis. That was the condition. When Jesus shows up, the parables, the the sayings, everything he's saying, they would understand it because they were already under oppression. Right. So so when he says repent for the kingdom of heaven, change your mind about this one because there's a better one that's on the scene. There's a better one on the scene. So change your mind. This is why the Pharisees try to trip him up and say, should we pay taxes to Caesar? And then he, he said, uh, let me see the money. Let me see the money. Okay. I right, give Caesar what he sees. Give God what he's got. Well, actually, everything belongs to God. Psalms 24, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So, so, it, so I often say this. Religion convinced a kingdom to kill the king. It was religion that went to him. When they came to him and said, he said he he said he's the Messiah. Rome said, what do I care about your religious traditions? What do I care about? Well, he said he's a king. Okay, well, that's a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Anybody running with me? I feel like taking off down the street. <laughs> when, as long as they were talking that he was some religious teacher, that's fine. Work your miracles, do what you got to do. Oh, but he said he's a king. Then, then Rome said, oh, Caesar said, we got a problem. <laughs> not, only, not only did the Romans have a problem, in Matthew, in Matthew 
it talks about in Matthew, I want to say a Matthew 13, or it talks hmm. about, it was between 11 and 13. It talks about the parable of the sower. And Jesus says, hear the answer. When the message of the kingdom yeah. is preached, the wicked one comes. Not only does the message of the kingdom initiates attention from the wicked one, but it also garners persecution because of that message. Because yeah. if you ever get that message and change your mindset and repent, repent is not repent is not a religious term to say, I'm sorry. Right. I'm hard. Reli- repent means it's a change of mindset in light of what is now revealed. I changed my mind about how I thought about it, how I viewed it, and I go the other way concerning it. So in order, the interesting thing when you're studying repentance is something has to be revealed to challenge the current mindset. You can't repent for like you can't repent on a singular mindset. Something new has to be introduced. Come on, the mindset. Then when you repent and change, you're changing from one mindset to the new mindset that is presented to you. So saying it like keeping up with the same saying you're sorry and still repeating what you've done or what you used to do is not really repent. Repentance is relinquishing. This is why it was easy for me, because when I came here, my teacher spoke English. No. Everything was written in English. Remember you go make me throw something through the computer. <laughs> Whether I like it or not, a oh. new culture is staring at me. And in order for me to function in this new culture, I to repent. repent. Whew. My God. Church, I didn't about had enough. <laughs> but, I, but I got about 10 more minutes. Listen. I'm going to put his information up on the screen. Please don't go nowhere. Those that have joined here, I cannot stress with you how much you got to share this word. This man of God, his anointing, his time has come for the body of Christ. This is the message. So Duma, before you go, talk to me about now that we understand that the mandate now is to get God's country manifested into our lives. But before we can do that, I mean, into the earth, we got to get it into our lives first. We do that by changing the way we think. Talk to me about where we're going. I I try to keep these about 45 minutes and I want to respect your time. Talk to me about where are we going? Where should the body of Christ in light of this revelation catch this mandate? Talk to us how to get there. The first thing, one of my favorite scriptures is uh, in Romans 12, where it says, um, I beseech you, be brethren, um, that you present your bodies as living sacrifice, holy, acceptable, which is your reasonable service. And then he goes, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Most people stop there. But the interesting thing is he says, so that you may prove Mm. good, the acceptable, the perfect will of God. So that word renew there by the renewing. So it's a process. Yeah. Renewing that word. If you, when you translate it, it means renovation. If I could say it another way, 
be not be do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renovation yeah. of your mind. And anyone that has ever went through a renovation process know that in renovation process, there are times where we have to pull down some walls. Yeah. Pull down and tear down old drywalls. Mm. And, and it's not, it's not new until the renovation is complete. When the renovation is complete and people take a step back and look, they'll see what is the good, the acceptable, the perfect will of God in our lives. So God, through his word, but beyond his word, he gave us the governor. He gave us the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Has the entire, who is the kingdom in us without measure. And so the Holy Spirit is teaching us. That's why the Bible says when you pray, you don't know how to pray. So the spirit got to pray for you because prayer is not a religious act. Prayer is petitioning from here to the home government that whatever, whatever heaven's will is there, we want it to happen here. But the problem is we don't know how to fill the right paperwork. And whenever you go to the courthouse, Whenever you go to the courthouse and you file a paperwork with the court and you're and if you're filing a permit to change something, they'll tell you it ain't filled right. You, 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 so, so Jesus says stuff like this. If you if you if you come to the altar with your gift and you got art with your brother, leave it there. So essentially, go. You, you, you got you got a faulty thing on your permit there. You got to go. Change that. You got you got, you got a fence. You got a fence on your. It ain't gonna work for you. The heaven ain't gonna respond to this. You gotta, you gotta deal with that. You gotta issue. So, 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 Holy Spirit through prayer. Prayer is filing the right petition, requesting that God's will manifest here. And so, the part, the part that's extremely important for us to execute this mandate is accept the fact that there is another country. There is another language. And in order for me to benefit from that country, I have to begin to relinquish my dependency, my language, whatever attachments we have to this world. We have to change that so that we can be in this world, but not of this world. There's people that I've had the, for example, you can be in America, but enter another culture. You would agree. You travel. So in different parts, there in different cities, there's a Chinatown. There's a Chinatown. Um, where I'm from, Miami, when you enter Little Haiti, as soon as you cross, the language changes, the music changes. You're still in America, but you're in a different culture. And so people, when they come in contact with us, oh my God. it should be like they're in heaven. Oh my God. Like, yo, mm. yo how do you love... In, I, I'm just in John chapter one. It says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And there's a part that says we beheld his glory. We beheld his glory. In John. So essentially what they're saying is when we looked at his life, because glory means weight. Yeah. Right. The full expression. When yeah. we looked at how he operated, we we concluded he not from here. He, he not from here. Oh, somebody type, I ain't from here either. (laughs) I ain't from here either. (laughs) Oh, Duma. That should be the conclusion. That should be the conclusion. When people come in contact with our businesses, man, your business is not from this world. When they come in contact with our marriages, man, your marriage is. When they come in contact with our children, 
I, I, our boys, and if you would ask them four and seven, every day we go to school, we ha- I ask them the same affirmation. Who's better than you? Nobody's better than me. Because in the kingdom, it's not a, you're not better. We, we're all kings. Nobody's better than me. But what are you? Well, I am a king. This is their response. I am a king and a leader and what? And not a follower. So I'm, I'm, I'm conditioning their mindsets that you are a king. You are a king. And, and kings have domains. So whenever we do things, even when we eat, we finish eating and we collectively as a family say to the king, we eat in honor of the king. We transact in honor of the king because it is the king's good pleasure that his citizens are well taken care of. When the queen of Sheba saw Solomon, oh, what blew her mind was not Solomon's wealth. What blew her mind was she saw the servants with silver and gold utensils. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Your servants dress like this? Your servants eat like this? Man, I've heard it's been told, but the half has never been told. And so that's what we have to understand because when we take on the nature of the king, it is to his benefit that we look good that we are taking why do you worry about what you're gonna eat what mm. you're gonna wear what you're gonna even solomon and all his was arrayed as these lilies but seek first the kingdom of god so he's saying that listen we have two different priorities from earth in the kingdom in the kingdom you don't have to worry about what you're gonna eat because it's god's responsibility to feed you is God's responsibility wow. to clothe you. Is God's responsibility to protect you. You focus on advancing his agenda and he'll make sure that all these things are added unto you. Um, church, people of God are whether you're not even in the church, quote unquote. We're talking, when we say church, we're talking about the religious organization and structure. I have, listen, I'm mesmerized. I'm going back through this myself. I got to listen to this and get all these nuggets again. Will you let this man of God know how much you appreciate him? And everybody that has joined this feed over the last 45 minutes, even if you just joined the last five minutes, thank God for this man of God. And I want you I want you to share this word. We got to get the gospel of the kingdom out. Listen, Duma, before you go, I want you to give some information. Normally we come do kingdom conversations. We don't ever ask people to give or sow, but you have so preached the gospel of the kingdom. We got to, we got to sow something tonight. And so give us your information Shar, my administration uh, administrator will type it in and pin it up here because people need to know how to get not just give or sow to your life, but you need to get him to come to your church. This is the reason I wanted to bring him on, because I believe this anointing, the time has come and you need to put it on your page so it can go forth into the masses because it's kingdom time and we got to make this switch by renewing our minds. So before we go, Duma, just give us all your information, how to follow you on social media. How, how can we get in touch with you? 
on social media, uh, real simple, I am Duma, I-A-M-D-U-M-A, on all of the platforms, Twitter, um, Instagram, on Facebook, it's that way as well. And then, of course, Duma Alphonse, um, D-U-M-A, last name A-L-P-H-O-N-S-E, on Facebook as well. You'll be able to find me. Um, thank you so much. If you, if God blesses you in such a way to be generous, um, I gladly receive it. I won't block my blessing. Amen. Uh, uh, praise God. You can find me first name, last name, um, dollar sign D U M A A L P H O N S E. So that's on cash out Duma Alphonse. Yeah. Duma Alphonse. I'm not telling you nothing I'm going to do. You know, we talk all the time, but you know, I was just going to get on here to talk, but while he's talking, I'm like, I got to sow. I got to give something, man. I got so many sermons <laughs> and nuggets out of what you were saying, things that it had never occurred to me to think about. And I thank God for it. And I want to honor God. Listen, I cannot express this enough. Share this word. We want to get the word out. God is going to use him in amazing ways so it's not about just getting him out there. It's getting his voice out there, his word. We need this in the kingdom of God. This won't be the last time he'll be on with me. I'm going to be bringing several on. And I ain't forgot about my brother. He's still going to come do some stuff. We're just going to follow God. Have these conversations for the body of Christ. I love y'all. Share it, share it, share it. And listen, if the Lord speaks to you, or we know he's already spoken to you by the word of God that when you receive, you need to sow. But whatever amount, it, it doesn't have to be big. It can be $5. It can be $2. It can be 200 It can be 2000 Whatever the Lord you in capacity to do, sow into this word because this is the word for this generation, for this nation, and where we're going in the earth. I pray you were blessed by today's podcast. Take a moment and subscribe to it and review it and share it with someone else so that we can stay connected. Be blessed.